Hi everyone, welcome to Serial Killers and Seltzer. Um, I'm your host, Kaylee. Uh, some of you may know me, some of you want to know me, uh, but welcome back or welcome. Um, I know it's been a while. Uh, I, you know, you know me. Uh, my life is always in shambles, and I have a hard time motivating myself to do episodes. Um, research takes forever. Uh, I'm a lazy bitch. I have a kid. I have a job. I got dogs. I got a house. I got a husband. You know, all the excuses in the world, but I'm going to get my shit together, and I enjoy doing these. Um, some people enjoy listening, so I am going to actually start doing more episodes. Um, I'm going to light a candle. Hey, I'm moving my microphone. Oh, maybe. Ew, this candle is so old. I have a uh, Bath and Body Works. Um, what is it called? Gift card that I need to use that I got for Christmas like a year and a half ago. Um, I'm pretty sure they don't, they don't expire. Um, oh my God, I can't do it. Ugh. There's so much hair in there. Ow! I burnt myself. Okay, we're just going to light one side. It's uh, vanilla cream. Sorry, I'm annoying as fuck. Um, but uh, for those of you that don't know, I am 21 weeks pregnant, and I cannot drink seltzer, so we made ourselves some coffee. Listen, it's in my Dunkin' Donuts cup from yesterday. Um, it's a small so everyone calm the fuck down uh worry about yourself but yeah um so uh let's fucking take a sip and get our shit together i guess all righty i have my uh office slash pod lab set up for like video recording right now um i don't know why um I have my ring light on. It's just blinding me, honestly, but it sets the mood and makes me feel better about myself. I also have twinkle lights um, in my office that I usually have on when I record, um, but they are not working right now, so that fucking sucks. But anyway, um, I have gathered all you children here today. I hope there's no children because it's going to be a wild one, my guy. Um, but today we are talking about, uh, one of the five serial killers that is in my logo, my serial killers and seltzer logo. Um, he is the second from the, what, what is that? If you're looking at it, if he's looking at you second from the if you're looking at it, second from the left. Oh my god, I can't. I'm fucking stupid. Uh, yes, we are talking about Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Um, so uh, let's get started, my little bitches. Uh, so 
I'm going to try not to mumble, and I'm just going to try and let's get this over with, all right? Let's do it, okay? Let's go. So, Edmund Emil, E-M-I-L, Emil, Kemper the Third, also known as the Coed Killer, is an American serial killer who committed a series of gruesome murders during the 1970s. Um, Kemper's case is notable not only for the brutality of his crimes, but also for his willingness to cooperate with law enforcement and provide detailed confessions. He is currently serving his life sentence in a California prison, and we will talk about, talk more about what he's up to now, um, at the end of this, but let's fucking... Let's get into it. Bye, guy. Okay. So, Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Oh, what's about to burp? Might still, might still burp. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I love you guys. Uh, Edmund Kemper III, Infamously known as the co-ed killer, we already talked about that, is one of America's most notorious serial killers. His life and crimes have left an in... Oh my god. Why am I using such big words in here? Why do I think I'm smart? You know when you like write something down like a month ago and you're like, oh yeah, I know what that means. And then like your stupid self. Your stupid self just doesn't doesn't know what that means. Um, left left a lasting mark on the Jesus Christ left a lasting mark um, in crime history. This uh, um, so we'll be talking about. Um, Ed Kemper's early life. Um, we'll talk about all of his victims, uh, a little bit about his arrest, his eviction, his conviction, and like I said, a little bit about what the fuck he's up to now. Um, so Ed Kemper's early life. Ed Kemper was born on December 18th, 1948 in Burbank, California. That's what's wrong with him. No offense to anyone that lives in California, but also offense to you. Sorry. Sorry. Seth's bothering me right now. He's upset that I'm recording an episode without him. And then I also said, I'm recording right now. And he's like, what? Like he doesn't know about Super Trooper. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Burbank, California. Uh, his childhood, oh my God, his childhood was marked by a tumultuous relationship with his mother, Clarnell, which her parents hated her. I'm just getting to anyone named Clarnell. Uh, Clarnell Strandberg, who was known for her emotional abuse and constant criticism. 
Ed's parents divorced when he was young, and he was raised by his mother, who often belittled him and deemed him unfit for society. Uh, Ed Kemper's relationship with his mother, Clarnell, was marked by dysfunction and emotional abuse, and there are accounts of disturbing incidents from his childhood. Uh, Clarnell often mistreated him and displayed favoritism towards his sisters, which left a lasting impact on him. Uh, One particularly traumatic aspect of Kemper's childhood was his mother's uh, practice of locking him in the basement as a form of punishment. She should have kept him in there, honestly, but not as a child, as an adult. Uh, Clarnell would confine Ed to the basement away from his sisters and a, uh, oh, as a dis- disciplinary measure. This isolation in the dark and confined, oh, yeah, he was isolated in the dark and uh, in a confined space had a profound psychological effect on him. Um, it exacerbated his feelings of anger, resentment, and isolation, which would later uh, manifest in violent and murderous acts, which is kind of nature versus nurture. I feel like it's a little bit of both because um, he also uh, murdered his grandparents, um, I think, when he was 15, I want to say. And then he was released when he was 18 because he was an adult. Um, but anyway, so he married his, or married, oh my God, he did not marry his grandparents. That's a little gross. Uh, he murdered his grandparents. Um, I think he murdered his grandpa because he was abusive to him. And then he murdered his grandma because he didn't want her to live without a husband. Why would you just maybe, maybe don't kill them? Maybe? There's a, there's a fucking hair on my microphone and it's bothering me. Sorry if you heard that. Um, but anyway, so, um, I think I also read, I didn't put it in my notes, but I think I also read that, um, Ed would play games with his sisters and one of these games may or may not have involved them strapping him to a chair or tying him to a chair and he wanted them to beat him. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little strange. Um, and I also read that Ed's mom trapped him in the basement because he, or because she thought she was protecting, um, her daughters because she said he would definitely rape them, which is, (laughs) that's, that's not great. Um, yeah, that's fun for everyone. Okay. Uh, uh, Kemper's upbringing and the trauma he experienced at the hands of his mother are often cited as uh, contributing factors to his later criminal behavior. It's a stark reminder of how childhood experiences and family dynamics can shape the trajectory of a person's life, sometimes with a devastating consequence. Yeah, nature versus nurture. But even if you fucking, there are plenty of people that grew up in shitty homes and were abused and all kinds of things and didn't become murderers. So 
yeah, it's a little bit of nature and a little bit of nurture, I think. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Ed's early crimes. So, oh, here we go. This is what we were talking about earlier. Let me, let me tell you, strap in, partner. Alrighty. Um, Kemper's descent into criminality began at the age of 15. Yep, I was correct. Uh, when he committed a shocking act in August 1964, he murdered his uh, grandparents, Maud and Edmund Kemper, so his dad's parents, uh, using a firearm that his grandfather had given him. I think it was a shotgun. Um, and seeing uh, shotgun suicides, uh, it could not have been a pretty sight. Um, after the murders, he was committed to the Atascadero sure, State Hospital, a psychiatric facility where he underwent evaluations and treatments. At the hospital, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. I think there was a lot more than that going on, my guy. Uh, but later deemed sane and released at the age of 21. Oh, sorry. 21, not 19. Uh, released at the age of 21. Or what did I say? 18. Jesus Christ. Uh, age of 21 in 1964. Wait. 1969. That doesn't add up. Does it? He was 15. In 1964, that's not right. Hold on. Hold on, everyone. Am I stupid? I might be stupid. Yeah, I guess it is. It's about five or six years, so it's, yeah, we're, we're about there. Why am I so dumb? It just... Looking at the dates, they just seem so much closer than 15 and 21. Does that make sense? I feel like it doesn't, but um, sorry. I'm just in here in my basement talking to myself. My candle is still lit, thankfully, but we're just, we're struggling here. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I spilt. I spilt on myself. Oh, um, I'm wearing my No Pants Club sweatshirt. Um. If you want one, I posted about them on my Instagram at serialkillers underscore seltzer. Also, fit underscore momcorn. I have an Etsy shop. I'll uh, put it in my show notes. That's what they're called. On my last episode, I couldn't remember what they were called. I called them episode notes because I'm not very smart. Um, but yes, uh, in my show notes, I will link my Etsy shop and... Yeah, I got my no pants club sweater on because your girl's not wearing pants. So let's get back to Ed Kemper. <laughs> Speaking of not wearing pants. No, I'm just kidding. That has nothing to do with anything. Alrighty, let's <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Let's talk about the murders. Um Kemper's murderous rampage started in May 1972 and continued until April. 1973. It's a lot of people that he murdered in not a lot of time. Uh, during this period, he targeted young women in California, Santa Cruz area. Um, 
Ed Kemper's crimes were marked by extreme violence and brutality. Here's how he murdered and disposed of each of his known victims. Scary that it says known victims, but hopefully there weren't any more. Um, all right. Um, so May 7th, 1972, Kemper picked up Mary Ann Pessy and Anita Lucessa. Sorry if I'm pronouncing these wrong. I am so sorry. Um, to Fresno State University students while they were hitchhiking, which it's the 70s of it all. And there's a lot of hitchhiking going on. Um, and that's pretty much how he snatches up most of these girls. Um, so nowadays you don't see a lot of hitchhiking, but if anyone's hitchhiking around town, stop it. You're going to get snatched up by an Ed Kemper or a fucking Ted Bundy or even a Jeffrey Dahmer. Stop it. Quit it. Okay. Uh, okay. So they were hitchhiking. He took them to a remote location, murdered them, and disposed of their bodies. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> That's Waylon, my dog. I don't know if you can hear that knocking. He's upstairs scratching his belly and he sounds like thumper the fucking rabbit from bambi he always does it like really close to the wall <laughs> so he always he's just loud he's an old man so we can't be mad at him okay so a little bit more about um their murders and uh disposing of their bodies mary ann and uh anita um like i said Abducted May 7th, 1972. Kemper picked up Marianne and Anita while they were hitchhiking. He drove them to a remote location where he shot and killed both of the young women. After the murders, he placed their lifeless bodies in the trunk of his car and later took them to his mother's house where he dismembered them and decapitated them. And then he buried them in his mother's garden um trigger warning um so he would keep their heads as trophies air quotes trophies and he was also known to be a necrophiliac and he did things with their heads um and sometimes did things before he decapitated them and Gross. Sorry, but I'm just, somebody's gotta, gotta talk about the hard-hitting facts, and that's what I'm here for, people. Okay? So, I told you to strap in. Strap it. Strap in again. Two seatbelts. Three seatbelts, maybe. Alright, let's, let's move on. So that's, let's keep a tally. I don't even have a pin down here. What the fuck is this shit? I got beans or something to count. Oh, how do I not have a marker? Oh, I do have a marker. Hold on, don't look. I'm not wearing pants. Oh, my bones. Okay. Oh, my God. <coughs> I got a little notebook over here. We're just going to make Italian here. All right. Oh, you know what I could have done? That would my 
my pages. Okay. All right. So we're just going to go randomly in like the middle of this book. And uh, we're up to what? So grandma, grandpa, Marianne, and Anita. So we got four so far. We got four so far. All right. All right. Okay. And then we're going to move on to September 14th. 1972 so a few months later um all right so we're up to four all right uh so we did september 14th 1972 kemper killed uh aiko ku a 15 year old girl um who he had picked up while she was hitchhiking I tell you, the 1970s of it all, hitchhiking. He later buried her remains. Um, so Aiko Ku, a 15-year-old girl, picked her up hitchhiking. He drove her to a secluded area where he strangled her to death, which is weird because he shot his grandparents, shot the first two girls, and now he's strangling. Um, so he strangled her. Uh, Afterwards, Kemper bur buried buried her body in his mother's garden. So that's three three ladies uh, that he decided to bury in his mother's garden uh, after he dismembered them. Um, so we're up to five. We are up to five. All right, uh, we're just gonna keep on trucking. All right. Um, now January seventh, nineteen seventy three. Kemper's next victims were uh, Cindy Shaw and Rosalind Thorpe, uh, two, again, Fresno State students. Um, he abducted and killed them, later disposing of their bodies in a ravine. So his mother's garden had too many bodies, apparently. So we're moving on to a ravine. Um, so Cindy Shaw and Rosalind Thorpe. Um, he abducted them again while they were hitchhiking. Um, again, they were Fresno State students. Um, he took them to a remote area where he killed them. Uh, following the murders, he disposed of their bodies in a ravine near Santa Cruz. So that's two more, two more ladies. So we're up to, why am I so down? We're up to seven. Yeah, it's a lot. He was already convicted for the first two, so we're not counting those in his conviction for the, for all the co-eds that he killed. Um, but let's move on to February 5th which was only a month, less than a month after he killed um, Cindy and Rosalind. Um, February 5th, 1973, Kemper murdered his own mother, Clarnell. Um, during an argument, he then killed her friend, Sally Hallett, to eliminate witnesses, which it's said that he just wanted to kill his mom the entire time. So 
that's the one that was abusing him. That's who he was focused on. And that's why he started killing, supposedly. Um, so Clarnell and Sally, um, February 5th, 1973 is when he killed them. In a horrific turn of events, Kemper murdered his own mother, Clarnell, which I'm surprised he didn't kill her earlier. But anyway, uh, during an argument to eliminate witnesses, he killed her friend, Sally. Uh, after these murders, he placed Clarnell's decapitated head on a shelf and used it as a target for his rage. Um, I'm pretty sure he also violated his mother's head. Uh, if you know what I mean, um, you can't see the motion that I'm making, but it's not, it's not great. It involves two hands, um, one finger, and then, you know, yeah, like a donut and a hot dog, but it's like a mouth and a hot dog. Okay. Anyway, gross. Um, so yeah, he did that uh, and kept his mother's head for a little bit. Um, and then, oh, we gotta have those two. Forgot about them. Forgot about them. Okay, so we're up to nine. We're up to nine, but seven this time. Or seven, yeah, seven for, seven for this round of convictions, okay? The other two is already convicted. He served his time for it, supposedly. F five years does not seem like enough time to uh, serve for murdering your grandparents. But what the fuck do I know? All right, so April 20th, 1973, um... So two months after he murdered his mom and her friend, uh, Kemper picked up a hitchhiker and aspiring dancer. Oh no, April Clifton. He killed her and disposed of her body. Um, April Clip. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Uh, April Clifton. Oh my goodness, April. April Clifton. That's so sad. Her name's April. She was killed in April. Um, April Clifton. I'm just gonna keep saying her name uh Kemper encountered her um again hitchhiking uh he drove her to an undisclosed location uh and he killed her um the details of how he disposed of April um April's body are not as well documented as some of his other victims um so now that's our One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So ten all together, but only eight for this round of convictions. So ten in total, but eight is what he's going to be charged for. Because, spoiler alert, he is captured and also he is still alive. He's like 74, almost 75. Uh, okay, anyway. So Ed Kemper's crimes were categorized by both extreme violence and a disturbing pattern of, like I said, necrophilia um, and dismemberment. After killing his victims, he often engaged in further, further acts of desecration with their bodies, reflecting the depth of his depravity, his actions shocked the nation and left a chilling legacy in the 
Um, why does that look like it says anals? I feel like I spelled something wrong here. archives oh my god I'm an idiot oh my god let me reread that sentence I'm so sorry I don't know how to edit things so if anyone wants to edit my videos for me uh go right the fuck ahead but until then no um he his actions shocked the nation and left a chilling legacy in the archives of American criminal history all right um I am going to uh go to the bathroom real quick and then we're going to talk about his arrest and conviction so please hold it's a commercial oh, why? damn it kid i am so excited to announce that serial killers and seltzer is now sponsored by liquid iv liquid iv is an amazing company a lot of you may have heard of them and one of their best sellers is the hydration multiplier. The hydration multiplier in one stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. I love these, especially to cure a hangover after a night out or after a night of recording a podcast episode. And I have drank a couple seltzers. I got a couple seltzers in me. Um, with each purchase you make with Liquid IV. Liquid IV donates a serving to someone in need around the world. Um, you can use code SELTZER for 25% off website-wide and free shipping. That's SELTZER for 25% off Liquid IV. All right, I did it. Hello and welcome back to my Ed Talk. Ha! Get it, Ed Kemper? Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so we are going to talk about his arrest and conviction. Uh, the co-ed killer, uh, the co-ed killer's, uh, reign of terror finally came to an end on April 24th. So April 24th, 1973. So that's just four days after he killed April, April Clifton, um, came to an end when he voluntarily turned himself in to the authorities. Kemper confessed to the murder of his six of his six young victims and provided gruesome details about his crimes. His cooperation and confessions played a pivotal role in his subsequent trial. Um, he was a giant. Um, I don't know exactly how tall he was, but he was fucking huge. Um, and he applied to be a police officer or a sheriff's deputy, something, something like that. Um, in the city that he lived in, uh, and he was denied, I think because he was too big. Um, but he still hung out around like bars and stuff that like the local police departments and police officers hung out around. So he was well known. Um, by the police and they were very friendly with him. And uh, I think he actually called one of his police officer friends to confess and they laughed uh, because they did not think that he could be the co-ed killer. Um, yeah, 
but I think he called them back and he confessed everything and they found the heads at his house and that's what happened. That's that on that. Um, in November 1973, Edmund Kemper was found guilty of eight counts of first-degree murder, which included the murders of his grandparents and mother. Wait, that, no, that's not right. Which included the murders of his grandparents and mother. That's not true. It did not include his, the, yeah, it did not include the grandparents, but it included the mother and the mother's friend. Uh, due to his crimes, severity, and brutality, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, which you will find out shortly. That's not the fucking truth. Um, in conclusion, Ed Kemper's life and crimes are a chilling reminder of the depth of of the depths of human de- depravity. His early life, marked by a dysfunctional family and psych- psychiatric treatment and psychiatric treatment ultimately gave way to a terrifying spree of violence. The names and dates of his victims served as a grim testament to, I'm so sorry, a grim testament to the horrors he inflicted upon innocent young women. While he is is behind bars, the legacy of the co-ed killer continues to haunt the, oh my God. the archives of true crime history, serving as a grim reminder of the capacity for evil that exists in our society. You may think that's the end, but it's not. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, what I, what I was going to say, I don't really remember. But now we're going to talk about, is Ed Kemper still alive? Yes, motherfucker, he is. He is 74 years old, my guy. Okay, yes, the infamous serial killer Ed Kemper is still alive. Kemper was born in Burbank, California on, why are we telling you this again? I don't know. Burbank, California, was I high when I did this? I'm just kidding, I've never done any drugs in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> Burbank, California on December 18th, 1948, meaning he uh, has just celebrated his 74th birthday? No, that's not right, is it? Oh yeah, 74th birthday. So yeah. So he's almost 75. He'll be 75 in December. Anyway, Kemper was arrested by police in a public telephone booth in Pueblo, Colorado on April 24th, 1973. So he tried to run, didn't get very far. After calling a policeman he knew in Santa Cruz to confess to his crimes, this arrest occurred just days after Kemper had murdered his mother, Clarnell stayed, or Clarnell, which isn't true. It was, I don't think it was days. It was, it was weeks. Because he killed his mother on February 5th. He abducted April on April 20th and then confessed on the 24th. So, yeah, it was a couple months. Um, sorry, I'm ignorant. Uh, uh, yeah, after he murdered his mother and her best friend, Sally, um, Kemper confessed to being the co-ed killer after murdering his mother. Uh, well, after murdering his mother and then... A little bit later, murdered April. 
Um, but yes, so, so after murdering his mother, um, he said the original purpose was gone. So he wanted to murder his mother and then he murdered April and felt nothing. So he confessed a couple days later, which is terrible. I wish he would have just not murdered April and only kept it seven, seven kills. Well, nine, nine kills, including his grandparents. But anyway, um, it wasn't serving any physical or real emotional purpose, he said. Um, it was just a pure waste of time. Emotionally, I couldn't handle it much longer. Toward the end there, toward the end there, I started feeling the foley of the whole damn thing. And at the point of near exhaustion, near collapse, I just said to hell with it and called it all off. I wish he would have done it a lot earlier. Um, think if he would have just murdered his mom uh, after getting out of the insane asylum when he was 21, I don't think he would have murdered anyone else. Uh, but yeah, so treat your children right. <laughs> Do not abuse them. Do not lock them in basements because they could be the next Ed Kemper. I'm talking to you, Ruby Frankie. Yeah, fucking coont. Uh, so where is Ed Kemper now? This is getting interesting, everybody. Fucking buckle up. Rebuckle up. You almost got out of the car. Buckle the fuck back up. Uh, after Ed Kemper turned himself in, he was convicted of eight counts of first-degree murder. He pleaded with the court for the death penalty. Yet at this time, a uh, moratorium had been placed on Capital, what does that mean? Why do I use big words? I don't know what they mean. A delay. Why don't we just put suspension? I'm so silly. Yet at, the, yet at that time, a suspension had been placed on capital punishment in the state of California. Of course it had. Um, in turn, Kemper was handed seven years to life to each of his eight counts. Which I understand adding those all up is a long time. But seven years for murdering someone? I guess he only got five for murdering his grandparents, but he was also a juvenile. So only seven years for murdering eight people? Knowing that he murdered his grandparents before that? I That doesn't seem like enough i mean I, I understand that's a lifetime but it just doesn't like you should get like a fucking life sentence per victim i think so like eight life sentences but what do i know um he was admitted to prison in september 1973 five months after turning himself in so that was actually pretty quick um as in like a speedy trial. Kemper has been serving his sentence at the California Medical Facility in Vacaville ever since. Uh, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation Inmate Locator System has Kemper listed still under the jurisdiction of the California Medical Facility. Um, 
Ed Kemper has been denied parole several times. Uh, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation uh, inmate locator system reveals that Ed Kemper became eligible for parole in May 1979. So only six years after, yes, I was pausing to do the math. Shut up. Only six years after he fucking, that's not even a full sentence for one murder. After seven years, he was eligible for parole. What happened to life without parole? I don't understand, California. I don't understand, okay? Just under six years into his sentence. Um, becoming, I can't talk. <clears throat> becoming eligible for parole does not mean you will be granted such. Uh, it just means you can request a parole suitability hearing with the Board of Parole Hearings. Kemper was denied parole several times throughout the 80s and 90s. Fucking good. Um, and Ed Kemper was last denied a parole hearing in 2017 and will not be eligible for another until 2024. So that's why I wanted to do this episode um, because it's fucking coming up. Uh, and everyone in California, um, be afraid. Um, hopefully, I don't. I don't foresee him getting parole um but he's also gonna be 75 almost 76 uh when his next parole hearing comes up so um hopefully nobody shows pity on him and um remembers the 10 people that he fucking brutally murdered um and hopefully ed kemper never gets released but that is that on that and thanks for thanks for coming to my ed talk ed talk I did it again to see if you guys would think that it was funny. Um, you probably don't, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, so we did it. How exciting. That was so fun. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, but again, I will um, link uh, all of my promo codes that I have. I will also link my Etsy shop. Um, my effing birthday is coming up. It's my birthday month. My birthday is in less than 10 days. It's in eight days. My birthday's in eight days. Um, if anyone wants to send me money, um, or something, no, I'm just kidding. Just money. Send me money, please. Um, if anyone wants to send me money, I'm just gonna, uh, sneaky, sneaky link my, uh, Venmo just for funsies. Um, it's nobody's gonna send me money, but I just, it's fun. It's funny. It's already in there. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, again, uh, yeah. Follow me on, <laughs> follow me, uh, on Instagram at fit underscore momacorn. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram or on uh, TikTok at fit underscore momacorn. I've been posting a lot more on TikTok and also follow the podcast page at serial killers underscore seltzer on Instagram. I might make a TikTok for the uh, podcast. Not really sure. That's a lot of, yeah, 
that's a lot to commit to and I'm not really ready for it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. This was fun. Hopefully I will talk to you soon. Okay. Love you. Bye. Cheers, bitches. Chug your coffee.